Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Anything Goes podcast. Now, I am doing a very quick pod today to review the first and second episode of WandaVision. So WandaVision hit Disney Plus last night to huge excitement across the internet. Loads of people really, really keen to see where we are going in the MCU following Avengers Endgame, following Spider-Man Far From Home, and WandaVision finally dropped. Now, loads of important things to go through here today. A lot of it is theory-based. Now, Obviously, with a new show, it's very exciting. Lots of new things to have a look at. So I'm going to go through a lot of the Easter eggs that were dropped, but also what I think is going to happen in the series going forward. Of course, I want to thank all of you who are listening so far, but please don't forget to recommend and share the podcast. I'm really hoping to help a lot of people get more informed on things like gaming and Marvel, AEW and any topics that you want to put forward. Of course, I've got my social media account as well on Instagram at anythinggoespodcast underscore 616. Give me a follow there for all latest news, but let's get cracking. For those of you that don't know, WandaVision is set after the death of Vision in Avengers Infinity War. Now, there are going to be some spoilers in this podcast, so if you haven't watched episodes 1 and 2 of WandaVision, stop listening now, go and watch them, and then come back and give me a listen. But this is set after the death of Vision, after Avengers Endgame, and after Spider-Man Far From Home, and it's the first time we sort of pick up with the MCU since these huge events have happened, and it's really interesting to see where we're going forward. Now, WandaVision is going to be a nine-episode series, from what we understand, and each episode is supposedly going to be taking place in a different decade. We started off in the 1950s, the second episode in the 1960s, and then we're going forward to the 70s, 80s, 2000s, and the 2010s. Now, that only takes up six episodes, so I would assume that we are going to go for one episode in each decade until the present day where we have two or three. So that's the first little thing that's really interesting from what I've been able to analyse. Now, It's really interesting because this was set in the 1950s for episode one. This was like nothing we've ever seen before. Of course, we are very used to seeing different settings, different characters and very different presentations of Marvel movies in the past. But this was all set in black and white. Absolutely wonderful aesthetic. But there was this really sinister undertone throughout. Now, episode one, as I say, was set in the 50s. and It was very much an introduction to the uh, the series. Now, as I said, I'm not going to put too many spoilers in here, but there are going to be some. Now, this episode opened with Wanda and Vision arriving at a new house, a very 50s sitcom style of way. Um, the way that this was shot was absolutely marvellous with wire style uh, CGI effects rather than actual CGI effects, which obviously is indicative to the time. Now, This one sort of set up the backstory of what is going on. It was, as I said, there was a sinister undertone throughout where Wanda and Vision don't really know where they are, why they're there, how they got there, you know, when they got married and things like that. And that's something that is a consistent thing throughout is the not knowing aspect. Now, the series centers around a date that they've circled on their calendar and they can't remember what the significance of the date is. And um, it turns out that that is a dinner with Vision's boss because Vision is acting as a human and going and working in the day. Now, 
as I said, a lot throughout this is people saying, well, when did you get married? Where are your wedding rings? Uh, you know, where did you live before? Etc. Etc. And Wanda and Vision having absolutely no idea as to where they are or anything like that. Now, I'm really excited to talk about why I think that is, but I'm going to do that at the end of the podcast, so stay tuned for that. This is going to be a short one. Now, the main thing with this is, as I said, it sets a sinister undertone. So it's although the episode was very laughy, very jokey, which episode two was as well, and genuinely Elizabeth Olsen and uh, Paul Bettany, who plays Vision, had great chemistry on screen throughout, um, but there's always this undertone of sinister uh, feeling where, well, where are they? How have they got there? Vision died in Infinity War. So is this actually Vision? Is this a figment of imagination? Wanda, in the comic books, for those of you that haven't read them, is extremely powerful. Um, she is responsible for the wiping out of the mutants. She can bend reality. She can create things in reality that weren't there before. So she's very, very powerful, which is why there's real intrigue around this series. Now, there was one big Easter egg in this. There were a, um, there were not masses of Easter eggs in episode one. It was more setting up the fact that um, we're in some sort of some sort of imagination state or something like that. But there was an advert for a a Tony Stark or a Stark Industries toaster. And now when they put the toast in and they put it down, it beeped for a long time. And this is obviously a reference to the bomb uh, that killed. Wanda and Pietro's parents, uh, which is referenced in Avengers Infinity War, where they said that the bomb went ticked for ages but didn't go off and they were waiting for two days for Tony Stark to kill her and Pietro. So that was a reference to that, the waiting and waiting and waiting. But then eventually, obviously, the toast pops up and we go back to our comedic sort of setting for this episode. And then the other big Easter egg was the first appearance and hint drop of sword now this episode ended with end credit scenes in the black and white but as the camera panned out someone was watching it on a tv making notes in a sword notebook the sword symbol was also on the equipment that they were watching the episode on so they're obviously making notes on this um now for those of you again who haven't read the comic books aren't aware of who sword are sword are essentially the extraterrestrial or space version of shield they are hugely connected to the X-Men, so I think that this series might go away to introducing the X-Men or giving us an idea of where the X-Men are going to come from. Um, but we also saw a teaser for S.H.I.E.L.D. in Spider-Man Far From Home where we saw in the end credit scene Nick Fury working with Talos and the Skrulls to create a space station. And again, that was a reference to S.W.O.R.D. setting up the extraterrestrial division of S.H.I.E.L.D. So very, very interesting there. And that's sort of it for episode one. Really, really... Um, comical setup all set in black and white um, and we sort of progressed onto episode two from there now to me episode two was where all the exciting treats were and this really was so full of easter eggs and little clues as to what might be going on now the episode is set obviously about 10 years later in the 60s and um, vision and wanda are in a different neighborhood they are in a different house and it sort of picks up with them, again, trying to fit in, trying to become more of a, a member of their community that they're in. But again, they still don't know where they are. This episode starts with a really interesting point that wasn't really lingered on. And a couple of places that um, produce podcasts that I've listened to haven't really touched on it. Um, 
but it started off with a tree branch banging on a window and later in the episode they heard the noise again and assumed it was the same thing and it ended up being something different which I'll touch on um but I don't no one's really touched on this but I don't know whether the the banging on the window might have been someone banging on something trying to get to wonder um again I'm going to talk about at the end of the episode what I think this all is leading up to and what this all means but um to to really shorten it down before I go into more depth I think that Wanda is being being held somewhere or is in some sort of state and people are trying to get to her um, and that was sort of referenced in this episode as well um, but to go right back to the start of this episode in terms of the tree branch then we had a sword toy helicopter so it was a, a red and yellow helicopter landed in one of Wanda's rose bushes now that was at the front of the house and Wanda picked it up and the difference with this was that the helicopter was red and yellow we could see that but everything else was still in black and white so that was really interesting it had the sword branding on again so again this is a reference to the fact that sword are heavily involved in whatever is going on in the real world um, and there are a couple of theories that I've come up with this um, it either is a representation of a real helicopter that has crashed as a result of trying to get into wherever Wanda is being held or wherever Wanda is um, or is it actually a real helicopter that Wanda with her powers despite being in this weird mental state has turned into a toy um, but again the presence of sword is really felt here um, we go on and Agnes, the next door neighbour, is continuing to um, make her appearance, her presence felt. She was in the first episode, in the second, and she's very much making herself the very nosy but friendly neighbour, uh, which I said to my wife, I believe, is going to lead into her being the villain of the piece or one of the villains. Now, she references her husband, Ralph, quite a lot and talks about all of his deficiencies through the first episode. She does so very lightly in the second episode up until a certain point, which was very, very interesting. Now, whilst Wanda is on a planning committee meeting with Agnes and other women, um, the organiser of this says the devil is in the detail when referencing something to do with um, the planning of an event. Then Agnes says, Mark, he is also in other places, or that isn't the only place he is. Um, and then she references her husband, Ralph, again. So I think that maybe um, Agnes is one of the villains of this piece with her husband Ralph in the background being the main villain and I have a theory that this is going to be the villain Nightmare. Now Nightmare is a really really interesting character, really liked him and the use of him in the recent comic book strip Avengers No Road Home and and what nightmare can do is essentially he can infiltrate your subconscious and make you think that you're in a constant nightmare so really really interesting character it could also be a reference to mephisto um mephisto is basically a demon character based on the devil in the marvel series uh, he's really heavily linked to wanda and vision because they use parts of his soul to create their children and of course there's a big um, link to next week's show I'm going to touch on at the end where Wanda is pregnant at the end of the show so it might be Mephisto as well and they're talking about the devil in the detail so a specific reference to the devil there so it could be one of the two but I'm personally leaning towards it potentially being Nightmare. Um, very very shortly after that there's a scene where 
uh, Wanda is talking to this organiser of the committee again and they are listening to the radio in the background and on the radio um, there is some interference and it comes through and there's some crackling and then it says Wanda who's doing to this to you Wanda are you okay who's doing this to you so there's a reference again that Wanda is somewhere that people can't get to her and that someone is doing this to her so as I sort of suggested, it could be Mephisto, but I continue to lean towards Nightmare because although this seems like a dream in a way, it could also be Wanda's nightmare to um, think about the fact of what she could have had with Vision at various times throughout life um, or throughout human history and something she's never going to have. So we'll have to see. And I think it's key to link in that the rumoured vi- uh, the rumoured villain for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is also going to be Nightmare. So could be really interesting uh we are also introduced to another character here who is i think her name is either gloria or geraldine i should have taken notes but i didn't and but this is the black female character that is in the planning committee and it's really interesting because this is actually not this character she is actually monica rambeau who we know from captain marvel so she's captain marvel's best friend from the captain marvel film now i don't know how she's in this exactly and um, we can only speculate because of how much we've been shown so far but it might be the case that monica rambo who is of course a pilot might have flown one of the helicopters or, or been sent in to try and retrieve wanda to um you know, free her from wherever she is being held but was unable to do so uh, and is stuck in this nightmare again referencing the potential villain of the piece Um, There was then another advert, as we had one for the Stark Industries toaster in the first episode, there was one for the Strucker watch, Um, of course Baron Strucker being the Hydra agent who helped create Wanda and Pietro with the power of uh, Loki's staff in Avengers Age of Ultron and gave them their powers. Uh, This watch also had a Hydra symbol on to really uh, link that in there. Now, we get to the end of the episode where, of course, there's a talent show. It's, a re- again, a really, really entertaining episode. Paul Bettany is absolutely fantastic at being sort of let off the leash here as an actor. It's really fantastic to watch. Um, and as they go home, they sort of talk about how they're trying to fit in again, uh, how they sort of are trying to figure out where they've come from in this scenario. And as Wanda stands up to move around, it turns out that she's actually pregnant. Now, in the comic books, as I said, Wanda becomes pregnant and she gives birth to twin boys. Now, these are William and Bobby, uh, or, uh, sorry, William and Tommy. Uh, could be Billy and Tommy because, you know, the shortened reference name, which we've seen uh, the letters B and T on the fridge in a, in a spoiler trailer before. Um, but is this the canon introduction of their actual children, who, of course, are both mutants? They do have superpowers. Uh, they are called, as their hero names, Speed and Wiccan. Um, speed, of course, very similar to Quicksilver, has super speed. And Wiccan is basically uh, a weakened, a watered-down version of Scarlet Witch has got those sorts of powers. So we know that children, or they've got babies in the later episodes, we know that they are going to be brought in, but are they going to have powers? Are they going to have been born from the powers of Mephisto? Um, you know, loads of different things. But Monica, that's uh, Monica, sorry, um, Wanda is pregnant at the end of the episode. At that end of the episode... They again, as I referenced before, they hear that banging noise and 
Vision sort of storms outside to see what it is. Wanda goes with him, and they're looking down the street, and out of a manhole cover comes someone who could only be described as a mixture of the Candyman and, um, I don't know, a sewer monster, because it's a guy in a beekeeping costume with lots of bees floating around him. You can't see whose face it is, but he quickly turns to look in a very dreading manner towards Wanda and Vision. Now, um, he has the sword logo on the back of his beekeeping outfit. So what I am thinking here, again, is that potentially whatever situation Wanda is in, she is having people in hazmat suits trying to get to her, um, and she is seeing them as part of this nightmare. She basically, in this moment, goes, no, I'm not ready for that. So whether she is aware that she's currently making all of this other reality and she is in a nightmare, we have to wait and see. But she says, no, I'm not ready. The show rewinds to where she's just found out she's pregnant again and instead of hearing the noise and going outside she adds colour to the rest of the show so not only the helicopter we saw beforehand Wanda adds colour to everything so um all of the picture becomes coloured and it's great to see the dedication of the costumes in this because they were just wearing normal street clothes but Wanda is head to toe in her purpley red which of course is the same colour as her costume and Vision is wearing green and yellow so very much sticking to the core colours of the characters there. Now overall I thought this was absolutely fantastic as an introduction I thoroughly enjoyed episode two episode one was a really enjoyable episode but it was just because it was such an introduction it didn't really have so much to grasp onto um but i really really enjoyed both episodes and i'm so excited for the rest of this series i literally can't wait for next friday already um this has captured me like the mandalorian did um and and disney plus have just done a great job of producing a high-end tv show here again and they know how much this is going to impact the mcu going forward so really interesting to see the way that this has been built up now as i mentioned beforehand um we have got nine episodes to look forward to we've already had two they've taken place in two different decades so whether we're going to spend some time in one decade more than another or we might push right through and have a few episodes in the present day at the end we're just going to have to wait and see now there is uh my theory as to what is going to happen i would like to touch on really quickly and i'd love i'd love to hear yours as well um but as i said we've talked about already it could be mephisto who is the main bad guy with specific reference to the devil in the detail but i'm going to continue to lean towards nightmare until mephisto is teased a little bit more now the reason that i want to lean towards nightmare a little bit more is not only because i think that this is wanda's specific nightmare the fact that she could have had all of this stuff with vision um the beekeeper showing up or the hazmat suit showing up at the end she saw it as a nightmarish figure um but we are looking at a character nightmare who lives in the nightmare dimension now um wanda we've talked about has extremely extremely like high leveled powers she is really really powerful one of the most powerful characters in the marvel universe and she can create alternative realities or potentially open dimensions now nightmare lives in his own dimension and can cause you to live your nightmares as i said before now that sounds kind of far-fetched to open a dimension and go into the nightmare dimension but it's something we've seen in the MCU before. In the first Doctor Strange movie, at the climax of that film, Doctor Strange goes into a different dimension to bargain with and defeat Dormammu before he destroys Earth. Now, this could be 
um, just a setup or they could use that as part of the setup to see how we are going to enter other dimensions as part of this TV show and the MCU going forward. I know that there have been rumours that uh, the MCU from here, instead of being based on science and time travel, is going to be based more around magic. So it could be that we are going to see Wanda in the nightmare dimension. That is where she is. That's why people are unsure who is doing this to her. Um, that's why they can't get to her. And maybe people like Monica Rambeau, who have gone in to try and help her, have got stuck there and have become part of the nightmare. Same as the hazmat suit guy. But we're just going to have to wait and see as we go forward really really exciting i'd love to know what you guys think please send me a message again it's anything goes podcast underscore 616 on instagram or just listen up for future reviews i'm going to be doing a review every friday of one division sorry every saturday for friday's episode of one division and i look forward to seeing you again soon for those don't forget other weekly podcasts every monday and i've got a podcast coming up soon of my top four wrestlers of all time so there is lots to look forward to um but overall, really, really exciting start to WandaVision. Lots of Easter eggs dropped in. Lots of theories to be discussed. And I'm looking forward to doing it again in a week's time when we get the next episode. And I am looking forward to taking you on that journey with me. Thank you very much for listening. And I will see you soon. <laughs>